0: What's up, YouTube? I'm JS, and welcome back to Cosplay Alliance. Tonight on Beneath the Cowl I actually get to sit down with Neon Raijin, a.k.a. Anx King. Stay tuned! Here we go. Welcome back, and everybody. We're back at Cosplay Alliance. We're sitting here with Neon Raijin, um, Tadiwa. Yo, yo.
1: Hey. How's it going, Tad? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. You know, live, not dead. So that's always a plus in my book.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, chat with me here today. do uh, no want you take a couple minutes and, uh, you know, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, your um, different social medias.
1: Uh well, as you guys know, name well, my Instagram name is Neon Raijin. Actual name is uh Tadiwa. And I guess title wise, I don't know, whatever is applicable costume designer, cosplayer, you know, overzealous passion for creating fictional suits, you know, one <laughs> of whatever. And um only social media I have actually is Instagram, you know, so
0: nice. Um, it. you you mainly do uh Ronan Hawkeye cosplays. Um, you've been doing a lot of Batwing. You made a Batwing suit. Uh, yeah. It about uh, a year ago, I suppose, I think you made a yeah,
1: suit? Yeah. It was, yeah, going on like a year ago, man. Time flies, dude. Yeah, it's about a year ago. But, um, yeah, Batwing was, like, you know, kind of a passion project of mine because, uh, like you said before, Ronan was my first cosplay, you know. I went to, first went to San Diego Comic-Con back in – 2016. And um, the, kind of the origin story, the whole interest in cosplay was I actually used to just go to San Diego and party. That's all I used to do. Mm-hmm. Like I would just go to convention center, you know, go in there, you know, run around and go to the Gaston district and just get blackout drunk, right? The
0: after party after. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So I was just one of those guys that was actually there for, you know, you know, depending on who you talk to, all the wrong reasons, but... <laughs> I was walking down one of the, um, I think it was like the wasn't the art gallery, but I was walking through one of the merch aisles and I saw this cool red X mask. I saw that to this day and I actually bought it because I love red X on top of it. I'm a big, you know, OG Teen Titans fan, but I'm like, dude, this would be the greatest mask to wear where I'm like hammered and my eyes are bloodshot. I can just cover it up and run around and all that stuff. But anyway, I remember a kid came up to me wearing that red X mask while I was wearing the mask and like freaked out and was like, oh my God, this is super cool. Was like a little kid, of course. And for whatever reason, man, it was kind of a cool feeling. So I flew back to uh, flew back to where I was living at the time, and I was living in Chicago. And then um, just kind of like just started from there, dude. Like there was really no, you know, intricate origins or other than that. And I felt like Iron Man in that cave, dude, just, just sitting there, just trying to make that first Mach 1 suit. And, you know, obviously the trial and error, you know, kind of led to where I am now. And then Ronin was the first time I actually built something I actually liked. So, yeah
0: um your ronin helmet actually let me just go back i thought uh, i thought i had your instagram pulled up here your your ronin helmet um did you make that yourself first of all
1: so the ronin helmet is actually modified so typically what i that's why i consider myself more of a tinkerer because even though i do essentially heavily modify everything i you know create i always find something that essentially has the shape or a general you know like look of what i want and then I just modify it to exactly to what i want so that ronin helmet actually is a base moon knight helmet and i just liked that it's flared out a little bit because the issue of a lot of times is that like i'm kind of like i call it i'm like a, a sizing snob and shout out the villainous props that's where like i get the majority of my helmets that i modify from and i just when i think about me it's like i don't care what something looks like if it doesn't fit right and it doesn't have like the proper like size you can have the most intricate design it's not going to look good right so for a lot of times we're like yeah, Ronin, sizing
0: like, is everything yeah. with a helmet right if it looks too big or if it doesn't fit right yeah. it just doesn't look right it's it's yeah
1: yeah it gets kind of off so for me that's that's the first thing i learned is this like a lot of people you know don't realize that like comic book comic book proportions are not remotely realistic you got people like batman is like 280 pounds but 6% body fat you know, so like he looks good in the spandex suit because his body is basically like what you would have to wear armor for to get that size, right? So Ronan, the thing that I liked about him was actually that like he's kind of like a combination of somewhat armored, but the armor spaced out because he's a more acrobatic character, as a ninja, right? You know, at least you know Clint Barton and Maya Lopez's versions are very acrobatic. So it was a good like test run, and I kind of realized like, okay, well I. Don't mind, you know, learning how to paint and stuff like that. So it took me that first cosplay actually took me almost like a year to make the first Ronin as much as it's not that oh, intricate. Wow. almost took a yeah a whole year because I figured out the design for the helmet pretty quickly. But um, it was just hard to kind of like get the sizing right because I didn't at the time I didn't have like a good Dremel. I, I was living in Chicago, so most of my money was just going to rent. So I actually went to Home Depot and bought this really sharp knife. I actually think I might have it here. Like, it's one of my, like, novelty items I have. I forgot where it, is. so I'm on my little desk. But I had, like, I had a, like, it's, like, a really sharp, like, Home Depot knife. But pretty much, I just use it to trim the jaw around the helmet. Because one thing you notice about, like, these, um like, superheroes, like, even when Spider-Man puts on his mask, it's always sharp, uh, tight to his jaw. That's what kind of gives it that aggressive look. With a helmet, you can't really get that. Typically, they're made too big. So mm-hmm. I had to use a knife to cut, cut, like, essentially cut all the plastic around the jawline, you give it that kind of like almost snap to my face aesthetic.
0: Cuz uh, villainous props uh, they're all I think they're all re- uh resin cast helmets, aren't they?
1: Uh for the most part as far as I know, yeah, they're all like 3D printed, so, yeah. Oh, so they're 3D printed. So you're getting yeah. you're buying a raw 3D print. You're not buying a cast. No, I'd like I just ah, like it hard plastic okay. because I mean, for whatever for whatever reason, I'm just kind of like it's an easier material to work with for me because even if it like stress cracks or, you know, something happens to it, you can kind of like repair it as opposed to if you're messing around with like something that's rubber and it like, for whatever reason, kind of like starts getting stress tears or paint doesn't adhere well to it. And you get those like weird spiderweb cracks because it, because rubber will like bend and then it'll crack over the paint eventually. Yep. I just, I'm kind of personal. I'm a creature of habits. Once I find something I like, I just stick with it and started off with, you know, like three printed helmets and I've stuck with ever since. Mm hmm
0: um correct me if i'm wrong but I, you did your own character not too long ago
1: yeah first time i kind of like showed my face like people act as if i've never like i'm scared to show my face like i really am not i just showed on my stories half the time i'm like doing random shit but um uh yeah like i mean i did like i did a version of ronin well i did a ver- it's a anubis actually i did but everyone thinks it's ronin because i use somewhat of the same armor but I'm a big fan of the color scheme of Ronin. I love the gold and black and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was pretty fun to do.
0: What uh, What was the inspiration to, well, one, make your own character? And, 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 yeah, how did you come up with your own your own design, basically?
1: So the biggest thing is I'm always – I have a lot of props. And the funny thing about it is, like, eventually, I guess like, once we are done, I can kind of show you guys – I'm in, like, my prop room. You see how much crap I have lying around. As a matter of fact, I mean, I can show you right now if you guys want to see it. The <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I, I think we're in the same boat here.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me show you Let me show you the live cam. Hold on a second, guys. So this is my prop room right now. I have everything laid out, all the helmets and armor kind of separated based off what I'm using. I'm not sure if you guys can see it yeah, very well. And then this is like shoes. And these are like more of the actual like things that are heavy in material. So this is like hard plastic, you know, faux leather boots. Literally weapons, you know, the sword I used for actually the Anubis cosplay I did recently. Two Gatling guns that I'm trying to find a use excuse to use, random handguns, shield, my favorite scythe. And, you know, i got some Green Lantern props I've yet to find. And then I have a back plates for armor, comic book stuff. So this is all my point of references whenever I try to find little inspiration. I got, you know, like my little source material here I always dig, dig into. And then, you know, you got spray paints and, you know, a vast array of, you know, chest plates. And then um, I have all my little, like, jackets and little materials I use. And then I have my actual things I've done. I tend to work in Paris. So this is, you know, the Batman Beyond cosplay I'm working on currently, trying to figure out sizing and color schemes and just finished White Tiger. So there you go. Oh, wow. Sorry, can you go back to that for a second? All right. Yeah, this is you know, my White Tiger. So White Tiger, I'm not sure wow. if everyone's familiar. He's a Black Panther. He's in the Black Panther family. So his original name is Casper Cole, born to a Jewish mother and Black father. Was a NYPD cop, you know, the whole origin story, but, you know, cops are corrupt. So he took crime into, like, you know, he took, um. Uh, took you know, heroism into his own hands, you know, adopted the Black Panther moniker for a little bit. You know, if T'Challa shows up, he's like, yo. Copyright infringement, bro. Don't take my stuff, but I'll give you your own suit. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, so this one's a cool one. This one's kind of a more flexible one because I have, you know, straps I started using so I can get flexibility. Then I use black underneath the contrast with, like, you know, the silver I like using and also black tends to hide a lot of um, black gives that aesthetic sometimes where I don't have to focus too much on detailing everything. You kind of just focus. Your eyes are more attracted to the parts that are illuminated and don't realize that actually a lot of my skin and stuff will be exposed and then I'm a big fan of, you know, utility belts. So I have a my blinded camera, I have a little light there, this actual functional light. And then uh, this one actually used to function, but I think I have to redo the wiring, I messed that up. So, and then I have a mask but It's actually a half mask. And then I typically use um, mesh. So you can see here I have mesh I use, but I'll use it usually if the mask is very tight and I have a hard time breathing, but since this one is a half mask, as you can see, okay. I'll be able to easily breathe out of the mouth part. So I can actually just use, I got these goggles just to cover it up to give it that kind of like cyberpunk little look. And then um, on the back, you know, got dual blades. I'm a sword head, you know, I grew up on anime. So any excuse to use a sword is a good cosplay make. You got size right there. Because size or this kind of weapon that I don't know, it's like it's a funny weapon that to me technically makes no sense just the way they're designed. But I love the aesthetic. I got two little light wrist launchers that actually light up, you'll see on the, his wrists, and then they have different settings. And then, um, yeah, so that's kind of and then the Batman Beyond one, it's kind of a work in progress. I've been trying to figure out, i actually was painting this one all day today, so yeah, yeah man. You know what, When you say that, I was seeing
0: your uh, Instagram uh, stories uh, go by as you were. <laughs> I don't want to say fighting with your costume, but as you were working on it there.
1: Yeah, definitely was having a frustrating time with this Batman Beyond (laughs) one because I always go, I always struggle with, um, like, I guess essentially trying to figure out how to get the best of, you know, sticking to the original source material and adding my own spin to it. And nine times out of 10, I just do my own thing anyway. So Batman Beyond, it's a tricky one because ironically enough, I mean, there's not much you can do with it because it's primarily black and red. But as you can see, I just decided to, you know, just pour bread over it. So today, that's yeah, kind of cool and-
0: design for sure.
1: Oh, thank okay. you, thank you, appreciate it. How
0: do you, uh, how, how do you make most of your armor pieces? Are are they 3D printed? Are they uh, foam? Do you use thermoplastics? Like, how, how do you get most of your so armor pieces
1: I, done? I i I have a very unconventional style for this, and this is the part that, like, a lot of people don't realize about me. It's like. It's it's the part where you know you have to be kind of obsessed because some of this some of these cosplays take forever. but um basically I use I'm a big fan of using my Dremel. and what I do is I like using plastics because most of the materials I use are plastics and metals. Mm-hmm. so that's the reason why the only downside to that is that sometimes it can be a little bit on the heavier side. but for me, the actual weight allows me to move a little more na- pose more naturally in photos because if I'm wearing a lot of armor, but it feels like it's two pounds, like I- I'm gonna be very off mentally posing because it doesn't feel as if I could pose as if I was wearing the armor, you know? But yeah. um, for me, typically what I do is I go on like stuff like Etsy and I'll kind of see like, um, like I'll see some, like I get like inspired by like some cyberpunk armor designs. I'm a big cyberpunk fan. I just love the ultimate blend between, you know, like high fashion, you know, but at the same time, you know, technology, technology infused. So typically I'll go to like Home Depot or go to like, you know, like, you know, Walmart actually a lot. And I'll just get like, I'll get like, um like uh, trash bin lids. And I use heating lamps <laughs> to actually warp them and stuff like that. So it's some, yeah. almost like some ghetto science I'm using, bro science, right? And then half the time you don't recognize it because I'll spray paint over it and all that stuff and paint it. So, like, a lot of the stuff, like, even with that um uh, White Tiger one, that's actually made out of, like, trash bin lids that I just basically just attach and I just buy those little, like, straps in between so I can just glue them with E6000 glue so I can pull them apart. And it allows for me to be mobile and flexible and stuff, depending on the character. And, um. Then there's sometimes I use metal, and metal is always a pain in the ass. So sometimes I'll see some stuff on like – some, so sometimes technically what do it's like –
0: you mean metal? You mean like sheet metal?
1: Yeah. So what I'll do is like I'll use the plastic, for example, make the actual general shape of what I like, and then I'll get like light sheets of metal. When I say like thin sheets of metal, I can just bend over and then use – Um, sometimes I've, I've been trying to use like these bolt guns that kind of – to actually put the metal through, but I realize it's so thin sometimes. It doesn't come across very well. Or I'll just get lazy and be like, I'll go on like Amazon or eBay and find some like $20 armor that nobody wants to buy. Right. And then just, you know, warp it into whatever I want. So it just really depends on the build. Cause some builds don't require me to be agile. So I can just put more emphasis on the detail and having a lot of props and basically stack myself with the things as opposed to if I'm doing someone like Ronan or I always describe Ronan as like, I'm doing stripper moves. I'm always like bending over and leaning <laughs> back and borderline about the twerk. So, yeah. So it just depends on the uh, but
0: you, You're Ronan. Um, I mean, the suit itself is mostly leather or, or
1: pleather, right? I don't know why. I'm not yeah, sure what it depends on what version, man. Because my first one uh, is actually enough. mainly metal. Like, it's actually the it shoulder really? pad. Yeah, the pauldrons are metal. The forearm oh, guards wow. are metal. Helmet is 3D printed. And then um, the chest piece, it depends. I've, I used to use um, a urethane rubber vest. But the problem is urethane rubber is it's not very flexible. Mm-hmm. So once you go past, like, your navel, you lose complete ability to really bend over. And then... But I also still wanted to have something that looked like it's kind of because the thing is, I, I really do like get inspired by like their personalities and situations they've been in the comics. So I've seen like Ronan, like like when Clint is Ronan, like get hit by like a missile and survive. So I'm like, that thing has to look somewhat durable. But at the same time, he's doing backflips over, you know, like a hundred hand ninjas. So they kind of bring that aesthetic where it looks realistic. But at the same time, I had to add flexible mechanics to it is usually the hardest part of a lot of my builds because I don't believe in making things that look cool, but I can't move in them. Mm-hmm. So there's that,
0: yeah. Uh, Todd, are you still in Chicago?
1: No, I'm actually in Maryland. Yeah, I was in Chicago oh, years ago. Yeah, I'm Maryland now, yeah. Uh,
0: how long have you been in Maryland for?
1: Uh, Man, it, on and off. I mean, I've been in Maryland consistently now for going on, I want to say, like, I got back in 2016. Was it 2016? Yeah, 2016, so... Going on like you end five up years. up moving now. to Maryland for
0: like, is it for work or?
1: So I'm um, the funny story. I mean, I'm a military brat, so I actually spent you know most of my life I spent overseas. You know, I was overseas for 18 years. You know, eight years oh, wow, in Germany okay. between Firstburg and Ramstein. I was in South Korea, Pusan specifically, for like four years. Lived in um, Turkey for a little bit, and then, um, then I came back here when I was a junior in high school. Cause my dad had retired, he retired. And then I came up here and then there was, my dad works for the government. So most military active members, you know, people that are former active service, you know, retiring, they'll join like the civilian side. And then my dad came down to Maryland because DC is right down the corner and, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to be close to all those, you know, jobs and stuff. So I kind of just pulled the whole, like, I'll just be close to my parents. So that's kind of what attracted me to staying in Maryland, but I was, you know, traveling and having a fun all in between. How's
0: the uh, cosplay scene out in Maryland?
1: It's weird. I would say borderline non-existent. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> because I've met plenty of like people that I could, or probably good friends of mine that are like cosplayers, but it's not like we met at a con in Maryland. Like Kotaku I guess technically is a Maryland con, but it's more DC. It's more associated with DC. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I would say that like I'm jealous of like you know like the West Coast. You know, like LA and San Diego. They got a solid scene. New York. To me, is the pinnacle of the cosplay scene because you got a lot of, you know, you just got a lot of crazy shit going on to begin with. So putting on suits is like the least craziest thing over there, as opposed to over here where I'm like getting dressed up in downtown Baltimore and people are like, "Why the hell is Hawkeye like running across to a Taco Bell real quick?" You know? <laughs> so it's it's weird. Yeah, to answer your question, it's kind of non-existent, but it allows me to kind of like decompress. So it's a blessing in disguise for me because mm-hmm. it allows me to focus and you know like mask. But that's the reason why you see me like every two seconds on Instagram. Like I'm like kicking out these suits like an assembly line but it's because i have no distractions out here as opposed to when i was in chicago where i may be made one cosplay a year if that so
0: yeah um things are opening back up in maryland from what i understand right now yeah you guys are pretty much opened up back to normal now
1: yeah um
0: Are cons – I mean, have they started scheduling cons again out in your area? Or is there anything coming up soon?
1: Um, As far as I know, I think the only one that's remotely close to me is KatsuCon. I think yeah. that's the big one that's coming up. And, yeah, I mean, they're kind of opening up. It is I mean,
0: happening, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, as far as I know, I know a couple of people have, like, you know, shown they bought tickets. And I'm pretty sure it's sold out fairly quickly. But, um, yeah, man, I mean – I don't know if Baltimore Comic-Con, which is another pretty decently sized one, is transpiring yet. But I mean, it, in terms of like going to college, I'm still very iffy on them because, you know, with the whole pandemic, it's not like I mean, I've gotten all the vaccinations one can possibly get at this point. Right. So it's more about me. I'm like, man, if, do I want to like if I'm if I'm the coronavirus, you know, where's the best place to like attack a place filled with people that are probably not bathing, dressed in suits all day, getting fucked up, having a good time. Right. So I am am i i don't know if I'm going to go to any cons this year. If I do decide to, it's, it might be San Diego. It might be mm-hmm. worth the risk. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I've been having a good time just creating and, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out with friends and stuff like that. Uh,
0: unless you've got good plugs, I think you're going to have a hard time getting into San Diego. I'm pretty sure they're pretty much sold out at this point already.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I might just – truth be told, I might just go down there and spend most of my time in the gas just dressed up as Ronan, right, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to trying to get in that convention center.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. I've, I've done that before. Go to a convention and not even go in. Go
1: yeah. Up and you some... spend your time outside
0: taking pictures with people and hanging out with other cosplayers and you never even make your way in. And it's like, man, why did I even buy a ticket? You know?
1: Yeah, for <laughs> real. For real. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> that's more of the fun because I mean, yeah. as far as I, I mean, granted, this is just my opinion on it, but I tend to have more fun with the interactions at cons as opposed to what they've kind of become now where it's just more like let's, you know, like show off or try to get famous or whatever you know things people are trying to do but yeah some of the coolest people i've met actually have been people i just met like sitting outside like when i went to new york comic-con like 90 percent of the people yep. I hang out now i met at that little outside area where people were just hanging out sitting there doing whatever right
0: no yeah i completely agree i've met people funny enough uh fan expo a couple years ago
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: uh a uh local photographer wanted to mm-hmm. start getting known and you know Get her name out there so she was offering free mm. little 20 minute photo shoots, and they met a bunch of people through yeah. her photo shoot. <laughs> Funny enough, we're just hanging out yeah. waiting for a turn, and and now we hang up together and we go to cons together.
1: You oh, know? that's cool, man! Yeah. I mean, that's how it so, should be, man. That's the whole point of us, you know, like dressing up and having this crazy passion, yeah. you know. So, at the end of the day, going to a con, you're at least in the category of finding like minded people in terms of interest. So, it's kind of almost a shame when you find people beefing and stuff like that. It's like, dude, we're all nerds here you know what's the yeah, point of this, all this elitism that's kind of developed
0: go down that path for a little bit i mean have you had any issues with um like you say you know uh, people beefing for no reason and and, yeah. and just a negative ne- negativity uh, around cosplay especially the last couple of years i find there's been a lot yeah. of negativity around yeah. cosplay for no reason other than just being negative
1: yeah um, i mean. The, the- the thing about it for me is like, I've noticed it, but I guess for me, I don't experience it because I choose not to, because there's certain things like, for example, like part of the reason why like, for example, like KatsuCon, for example, I enjoy, I enjoy the con in terms of like, you know, just seeing all the stuff there and seeing all the cosplays, but in terms of like the actual people that tend to go, it's not really my favorite. And it's, I think honestly, even this coming up here, I've decided like, it's not, I'm not going, you know, because it becomes very yeah. cliquish. It's a kind of a con where I think who you are on social media, here, there's a correlation between who you are on social media and how much fun you'll have there. So if you're like a, one of these big name cosplayers like Leon Churro, Mariah Malad, you're sure to have a great time. But if you're someone like – it, it, it wouldn't be a con that if you see your first time cosplaying and you want to meet people, I wouldn't recommend going to it.
0: Yeah, that to me makes no sense. You know,
1: yeah.
0: I've always been the kind of guy. I, I've, I make stuff for me. Mm-hmm. I dress up for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sure, is it great to have people enjoy what you do and people want to take pictures with you? And that's amazing. That's the best feeling yeah. in the world when you go out in a costume. You know, and everybody's freaking out and everybody wants to take pictures. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Feeling, yeah, we but... can't
1: pretend like we don't like the attention. This, no, everybody it, likes the, it. Degre- it's like degrees of attention. It's like, are you in it? Like, there's nothing wrong with being interested in having, you know, like someone freak out at the fact you're dressed as Dr. Doom in broad daylight, right? Yeah, so that's, exactly. nothing wrong with that. But I think when your primary focus becomes about the attention you receive, that's when you fall into some of the pitfalls of the cosmic mm-hmm. community nowadays where, like, for yep. example, people – like, I remember, I honestly, like truth be told, man, I put myself on the spot a couple years ago. I fell into that trap where I remember, like, I had like a bunch of photos I liked, right? I'm like, these photos are awesome. Can't wait to post them on Instagram. I was excited about the photos. And then I posted them on Instagram and they got whatever amount of likes. For me, I perceived it as, oh, it's low. So I stopped liking the photo. And then I had to catch myself. I'm like, dude, what, why, what's, what's up here? I liked the photos prior to it getting whatever it was, only, only 300 likes. And then I did the math. I'm like, dude, that's 300 random ass people saying that this is awesome. But because of like some of like these little like you know like pitfalls of social media, I fell into that trap. And I remember it started taking sapping away from the joy I had with cosplay. So that's the reason why I kind of decided to kind of separate myself to a certain degree. And it's not in the sense, not in a pretentious way of saying like, oh, I'm the best and I don't you know fall victim to these things. But it was more like, no, I really like this, and I this is a passion of mine, and I would hate for social media or a community that unfortunately has become toxic to take that away. So that's why at this point now, I really don't even consider myself a cosplayer just because I don't agree with the values of the current definition of a cosplayer, what I see online consistently I'm more like, you know, costume designer or whatever, whatever, word you want to use. But I've always said that, you know, like I'd be doing this stuff, whether or not I was posting on Instagram, like half the time, the reason why it appears like I'm, you know, constantly making one cosplay a week is because I'm always making something every day, whether well, it's trying to learn how to mix new paints or just trying out different techniques. For whatever reason, it's you know, therapeutic for me. And I just and it's a crazy way to express, you know, your uh, I guess you can say like your passion for things because I mean I'm a you hit i am grew up on energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I you really hit it on the head there. You know, I I'm the same way. Making
0: mm-hmm. stuff is therapeutic for me. You know, I yeah. got into three D printing, I wanna say about three years ago. And mm-hmm. sanding, man, three D printing. Holy cow, you're sanding constantly, but uh,
1: for sure, I'm almost scared that we develop a respiratory issue because like, all this fucking sawdust always flowing. But like. you know what? <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. something
0: soothing about just sitting there and working with your hands, even if you're no, sure. you know watching TV or listening to a podcast or yeah, yeah. whatever it is, right? If for me, like you say, it's therapeutic, mm-hmm. right? It's my way to relax, yeah. it's my way to forget about my work day and do something else.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm in the same boat. And you know, also for me, it's kind of like I grew up on anime. Ironically enough, I only came into like I came into the comic book world back in 08. And the reason why I always mentioned 2008 was because the Dark Knight had just come out. So Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight had just come out, and that really made me like get obsessed with comic books because it started with I was I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, you know, Naruto, the classic Cowboy Bebop, and all that stuff. And I was just honestly a gamer and anime head up until 2008 where I saw the dark Knight, and that movie just blew me away. I'm like, dude, I want to learn more about, you know, Batman and the Bruce Wayne did, you know, the, you know, psychology between Bruce Wayne and Batman and all this stuff. And it kind of, I just went down that rabbit hole. And then, you know, now 13 years later, I mean, I'm just a straight up, I'm just obsessed with, you know, like comics now. And, it's one of those things where I think, you know, like just being able to now, I guess you can say, quote unquote, contribute to that, you know, because cosplayers or costume designers, whatever you want to call them. I mean, I feel as if we're like the ultimate fans because we're literally trying to recreate stuff that we've seen, you know, and on whatever, whatever format, whether it's paper, you know, whatever you write comics and it's all you saw it in video games. But it's a level of attention to detail that all that. You have to be very passionate to deal with because sometimes this stuff is annoying as hell. Like, even today, I was mad at this damn mannequin because, like, the helmet doesn't fit right. Man, it's the all this, I was annoyed for like two hours, and I was like, well, you got to be a kind of passionate person to be annoyed at the fact you can't create a cybernetic bat helmet, <laughs> you know? So,
0: but the, it, it's so rewarding though when you actually get it right.
1: Oh, you for know, sure. it's, it for can sure. be
0: really, really, really frustrating, but when it actually works, yeah. That feeling of accomplishment is like Oh, for, else.
1: Sure. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. You it
0: yourself, right? It's that knowing that you did that.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, you it, got
0: it right. You figured it out.
1: Oh, for sure. Because I remember with Batwing, the biggest challenge of what was because honestly, the reason why I kind of started doing a bunch of random random characters was because Ronan became kind of a crutch because it got to a point where it was my comfort zone. And I was like, ah, well, you know, like I'll just do then the next logical samples Hawkeye. But Hawkeye wasn't really much of a challenge either because Hawkeye is essentially I had to apply the same skill since I had developed for Ronin. I just stood on Hawkeye and changed the color scheme as opposed to batwing where batwing that took a year because i learned all about you know like sizing and mobility and spacing and a lot of things that now i've arguably learned more from that batwing build than i've learned period from like five other builds i've done mainly because i learned how to like have a lot of coverage and armor but still retain maximum agility uh, yeah because it's
0: full full armor like it's It's full armor yeah full armor like yeah
1: and and you can
0: still
1: have no problem in that. Oh, easy! I can jump I off mean, walls and all hopefully. kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like like it's, it's actually fully mobile. Yeah. The only, ironically enough, people don't realize my least flexible cosplay was the Prowler one. I haven't posted much of the photo. I haven't posted any of the photos yet. But Prowler looks aesthetically like it should be the most flexible because it's not that armored. But ironically enough, the clothing I used was very restricting. Mm-hmm. So Batwing, the thing is. Like, I guess I don't care. There's no trade secrets or anything here. But, like, the thing is, I I tend to use a lot of techniques to distract the eye. So, whenever there's spacing in between the armor plates, you'll notice that, like, basically, I try to match whatever. So, let's say, for example, I have a black belt and then I have, um, and the next armor piece is, you know, like gray. I'll try to basically get something that matches the next armor piece so that you're not really concerned about the space in between the belt or the thigh armor. So, you think it's fully armored. Technically, I'm probably, like, closer to 60% armored as opposed to being in a full suit. Right. So those are things I've learned where it's like, okay, so I don't have to fully – because at first I did a build of Azrael that I was fully armored, and I had all material, and I couldn't uh, move yeah, at Ezreal, all.
0: Azrael, dude, is, is – yeah. I love oh, that design, you. man. I
1: appreciate and, it, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I got to admit – I wish I could bring these up. I, I wish yeah. there was a way for me to uh, no share worries. these on screen while we're talking. Hey, everybody watching, if you have not seen uh, Tad's Azrael, go check it out. It's—I want to say—it's a little bit classic, but with a twist. Your color scheme is a little bit different, even yeah. though you've got that classic look. But I—I don't—I I don't know how to explain it. It's wicked. I—the first oh, time thanks, I saw it, man. I was like, "Oh wow, this is really neat." And I didn't even know at first. I was like, what is this exactly? And then
1: that's why I was yeah. like, oh, of course it is. Duh, what am I yeah. doing? He was a tr- <laughs> yeah, he was a tricky one to bring up – bring because the thing is, like, one of my biggest influences, aesthetically, is Zack Snyder. I know everyone always talks shit about Zack Snyder saying, oh, he's not the best director. Well, he's arguably de- debatable, debatable in terms of whether you like his writing or not. But one thing I'll tell you is that that guy is an a- – ass he's a visual god. Like, he's made some costumes that should not make sense, like, make sense, right? Like to make someone like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman be taken like seriously, not in terms of the character, but in terms of the aesthetic, because certain things don't translate well. Same thing with Cyborg. I'm like, dude, Cyborg looks super badass, you know, in Zack Snyder's yeah. world. So, whenever I do with Azero, I kind of like took inspiration from like Zack, the Zack Snyder mindset, where I basically want a realistic interpretation of a fantasy character, which is kind of hard to do because. He has a very very regal knight like character. So like he he has a very even his fighting stances, if you look at his fighting stances, they're very like stationary. His armor is very like kind of broad, almost like a knight. So I'm like, how am I gonna make this look serious? Like you have this knight fusion of Batman walking through a modern day city and not look corny. So I that's when I kind of tapped more into that whole, you know, like creative freedom thing where I'm like, okay, you can pay homage to the original source material but you don't have to sit there and be like, I need him to look exactly like Nightfall Azrael or no, look exactly, exactly like, you know, New 2 Azrael, right? So I basically draw influence from the best versions of the character I like. So for me, my favorite version of Azrael actually is him in Justice League Odyssey because I love the fact that he's had these wings. He has this yeah. crazy looking, you know, like color scheme that should not make sense because he's like gold, maroon, and black. So when you can take something that should not make sense if you just saw it written on paper and then look super cool, that's always something that I'm a big fan of. So I realized of him, it's kind of like, I would look at, I would look at, I kind of took a lot of influence. I'm actually from, um uh, uh what's his name? I keep forgetting the Man- Mandalorian actor is a uh, character in Game of Thrones. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal's character in Game of Thrones. What was his name? He was like the Viper, wasn't it? Like, I forgot what his name was in Game of Thrones. He was, oh. whatever his name was. But the whole point is yeah. he had this really cool trench coat that he was, before he, you know, spoiler alert, got his head smashed in but pretty much had this cool trench coat that had this really cool regal design, but it was very like sleek. I'm like, that is something Azrael would wear because it would be very, like he would have like a modern, like modern sense of functionality, but like an old school aesthetic. So yeah. Oberyn. Yeah. Oberyn. Yeah. Oberyn was Martell or whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oberyn Martell. So basically took that as the major influence for making Azrael make sense. And then with Batwing, Batwing was actually like, I was stuck on batwing because i finished the helmet in maybe like two months i was like all right is this is more labor of love but it wasn't really hard designing it his armor like i got stuck on it for like three months because at first he i was just like i'm gonna, i'm about to make this guy look like you know war machine you know like i was just like he's gonna be like super you know like stocky kind of looking in terms of the armor then i realized no the actual cool thing about batwing is that like he is basically like his suit is like a second skin it's almost like uh the armor yeah, yeah, very sleek and very... He's out here doing, like, you know, karate kicks in that suit. He's not very robotic, right? So I basically... I actually started looking at Power Ranger designs from that, uh, I think, 2017 film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I realized... I'll, the cool thing about that, as much say what you want about that film, the actual re... I guess you can say the aesthetic reboot for the Power Rangers is one of my favorite things. I love the fact that, like, they the power well, just the cool. Were amazing. Well, the armor they were amazing, were yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They're all cool. It's like you believe that it looked very alien-esque, but at the same time very sleek. It looked very durable, at the same time, very flexible. So that kind of like splicing together of all these different ideas, I basically just took influence from that and then applied to the Batwing. And then like within you know a couple months, I was just like boom, boom, boom. And then um Yeah, it's then that's when I kind of ran into another pitfall of Azero. I realized that I'm like my favorite suit of Azero is actually my least functional version. That's the one where the exposed armor is out there. And that's when I learned that there's a difference between something that has like functionality and then this, you know, like visually looks cool. So like for example, some of the poses I wanted to do, my, you know, like my reach was terrible because I had like this giant pauldron. So if I wanted to do something as basic as grabbing the sword in my back. I have this shoulder piece now that's like kind of like rubbing against the uh, gorget. And it just became a problem. And that's when I learned like, okay, well, spacing again. So take that Batwing knowledge about spacing and functionality, apply it to Azro. And then that's when you saw the updated version that I used the lever jacket in, kind of have it's more, it's less armored but has more on it. And then, um, you does, know, rest does that quickly. still happen to
0: you where you're building something and then you put it on and then you realize, oh crap, like,
1: yeah, I it actually happened. this whole
0: portion because I can't move in the way that I want to move for,
1: yeah. for
0: a specific pose that I want to do. Or like, did there those, does. is that something yeah. that happens often still?
1: It doesn't happen often, but it happens rarely. But when it does happen, I get stuck. Like I had a one build I was really excited for. It was a uh, Venom, but Space Knight Venom. When um, Flash Thompson was Venom, and the tricky part, the the tricky part of that was, I wanted to kind of shy away from because the thing about Venom I love is that like he basically has a second skin. Uh, obviously, it's comic book knowledge, but like that, like I don't know how thick the symbiote skin is, but that thing can take bullets, missiles, all kinds of stuff. And I've always been fascinated with Venom. Period. But my favorite version was Flash Thompson's Venom. Uh, Flash Thompson's Venom, one mainly because he just looked so much different, and he was a lot bigger too. And I'm, I'm not really a big fan of when Venom has, like, the crazy jaw and the spiky teeth and tongue. I like more the Venom that's, like, for example, Agent Venom. Or, you know, like, yeah. um, the Venom that kind of looks, like, his face looks a little bit more in control as opposed to when he just looks like a giant hulking mass of, you know, monstrosities, right? So I got stuck on Agent Venom because I had to really size it up. And I wanted to do something that it was basically how do I make something look armored because basically it's like synthetic armor. So I'm like, okay, so I already know how to do armor, but I don't want to just go back to my old things I do, of just putting armor and things and calling it a day. So I basically, had, I basically got the helmet done pretty quickly. So it gave me a reckless amount of confidence. Like, oh, this is gonna be fucking easy, right? And then I did the shoulders and then I realized that I made the shoulders too small. So now the head looks massive and then the shoulders are like small, even though the shoulders are in the style that I wanted. And the one thing people don't realize about Venom is that he's always drawn for some reason being massive, but his head's kind of small. So, if anything, I should have like the kind of opposite. Yeah. yeah Sorry, I keep looking was.
0: there because I got a Todd McFarlane.
1: Oh, yeah, Venom. no worries. Yeah, look the at his band, head. Venom it's Venom always. Comic book right here. It yeah, his is, yeah, head's yeah, kind of small his, compared to his body. small
0: compared to his body, always. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah especially so, in
0: the McFarlane days.
1: Yeah. Exactly. McFarlane is always like in the master of drawing. People exaggerate I remember when McFarlane, who, he, who did he draw? I forgot who he drew. He drew someone where I believe, I don't know if it was McFarlane or, um, I forgot who it was, but it, the most outrageous drawing I've ever seen was on Moon Knight when he was a part of the secret Avengers team and his forearms were like the size of like my thighs. I'm like, good <laughs> God, like the body proportions sometimes are wild. But anyway, with Venom, I, so I basically got to that point where I didn't know how to now scale up the shoulders without basically changing the design because the design was very warped Will become warped. So... I basically, so whenever I get stuck, typically I start working on other things, and then usually I'll think of something that may be applicable to what I got stuck on. For whatever reason, I mean, I started on Agent Venom maybe like hey, two, hang three on, months hang ago. Hang on, hang on. Now, now you yeah. actually
0: have to tell us what you did to fix it. Like, did you have to redo the helmet? Is that what you did? Dude,
1: I mean, unfortunately, it has yet to be resolved. I basically uh-huh. put it on hide uh-huh. it. I, I put it see. on hiatus. I never, I never give up on anything. My two, my two rules for myself is like, if I get stuck on something, either maybe I'll look at it from a different angle, and maybe I'll read, I'll change the design, or I'll redistribute the part. Like I'll cannibalize the parts as I describe. Like for example, um, I'm working on a Superior Spider-Man. You know, I've always liked Doc Ock as a you know Spider-Man. That was a cool concept they did, but I've always liked Superior Octopus a lot better. I'm like, dude, that's super mm. cool. I like the fact that like. I never thought Doctor Octopus would be cool. Like I've always thought, like he's like the throwaway Spider-Man character that gets punched in the face and then and gone, right? But when he became Superior Octopus, I love the color scheme because it's like gray, it's gray, black, and then neon green. But anyway, like the armor pieces are actually failed cosplay builds from. I attempted to do. Uh, who was it? I was gonna do. Um, I forgot what his name was. Who was it gonna do? No, I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna do uh, Anti Venom. Antivenom yeah. because I like, so basically I like the fact that like Antivenom has very like, his armor is very body fitting. So I took the pauldrons from Antivenom and I now basically I'm using them for a superior octopus. And then the thing I realized of it, I re that's when I kind of like got into this whole, like, okay. So I tend to reuse a lot of my cosplay pieces. That's why cosplay isn't too expensive for me. Because a lot of people think new build, new parts, like not all the time. Not always. So, yeah. Yeah. If you can sometimes reuse, a, you
0: reuse, right?
1: Yeah, sometimes you just want to. F- sometimes you find something that's better suited for other cosplay. I just found that out the other day. Like I was doing a Star Lord. I finished a Star Lord build, my own original version, and then I wanted to do something closer to the game. The game version is actually coming out. I don't know if you watched the Ether Gaming Conference. No. But okay, yeah. So they they have a Guardians of the Galaxy game that's coming out, and Star Lord's designing that's super cool. Like I,
0: yes, I did see the trailer for the the uh, uh, Guardians game.
1: Yeah, I, like I, I like the design. You know, they all
0: look cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, All of the designs are pretty wicked. I, I like
1: it. I, I oh yeah, awesome. even Gamora is a little bit more comic book accurate, which I've always actually liked. Like I love, uh, what's her name, Zoe Saldana, the actress, but I've never liked how her uh, Gamora was kind of mm. watered down just in general. But like, it seems like even a, the simple yeah. change they
0: made to Rocket in his design for the game looks. Oh great. yeah, given a
1: little like almost like Thorbeard beard with a little brave, yeah. yeah, it gives him a little bit more of a, a yeah. badass mercenary yeah, vibe. Makes him right. look older, makes him look mm. a little bit meaner
0: and more aggressive, and. You know, Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, for sure, hey, uh, for sure. listen.
0: Um, I, I mean, I, I know right now, obviously the borders are still closing everything. But any plans yes. to eventually uh, come and check out some cons up here? Oh, uh, sorry, said again. Uh, any? I, I know the borders are all closed still and yeah. everything. But any, uh, any plans to come and check out some cons up here north of the border?
1: Dude, honestly, I'm not opposed to it, man. Honestly, it's just uh, my my brain says yes, my bank account says no, so that's the only. <laughs> it's no always the issue right time and money. yeah time and yeah because i actually wanted to go to so like my two of my bucket lists. i wanted to go to mcm and over there in the uk yep. and then i wanted to actually like ironically enough go up north and kind of like you know check it out just not mainly because of like just to meet different people and just see how like the con experience is in different places because i think sometimes people are always like oh who, how many celebrities are gonna see out there and you know canada I was like who cares bro you know
0: you know what? You'd be surprised because they all go yeah. to all the cons, like they go yeah. to every con, right? I mean, whether you're yeah, going so the- to Toronto Comic Con or Toronto Fan yeah. Expo or any of these cons, yeah. Anime North. I mean, so
1: even for me, that's not that's why my my focus more. It's more just to like honestly add some faces to these people I see on Instagram. Like, got a lot of people that always like, hey man, wish I could meet you, or you know, like you know, mm-hmm. let's do a shoot together, or people I consider friends now, just to hang out, you know, and. I guess that's kind of, like, the evolution in the way I think about cons now. Is this is more to find like-minded people because, you know, 90% of what I do every day is involves some nerddom, whether it's gaming, reading comics, reading manga, or whatever. So it's kind of like, you know, I guess you could say, like, always been a gold mine to kind of, like, always associate, you know, with people that like my passion because I, I love this shit. I kid you could not, you know, like... I'm, I'm i'm right now actively trying to find you know a dungeons and dragon group i just kind of like i'm a newbie trying to get into it so yeah going to comic book stores harassing the owners do you know any dungeon masters willing to teach people <laughs> come on i don't know shit come on bro so i mean i i honestly don't i'm not a person that you know like is like prejudiced against like going to specific cons as opposed to others i'm like dude i would go to all of them if i could i just ain't got no dollars to do it <laughs> yeah
0: definitely definitely Listen, if you, uh, like I said, if you end up uh, decided to, uh, you know, come up to Canada and come to one of the uh, the concerts. Oh, for
1: sure. Definitely
0: look us up, man. Um, You know, there's a great group of cosplayers up here. Uh, You know, we love meeting new people, you know, Mm -hmm. love setting up photo shoots and and hanging out and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate oh, no it. Worries, man. Uh, it's yeah, nice, uh, uh, You know, actually getting a chance to meet you
1: and chatting with you
0: mm. and, and not just seeing Instagram stories come by. Oh, it's yeah. nice to actually <laughs> put a face and a voice to people like you're saying it's a, it's it's yeah. wicked. Um, anything you want to uh, uh, say before we uh, we go? Anything you want to promote? Any
1: uh, anything new you're working on you want to talk about or anything like that? Well, there's one thing I always promote and it's usually never by myself. And I'm sure people that follow me on Instagram know that I'm obsessed with solo leveling. So it's one of the, my favorite Korean manhwa. So if you people don't read solo leveling after I'm willing to go on a podcast and promote it, I don't know what's going to convince people to read this. So <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tad, thanks yeah. again, man. Really appreciate
0: it. Thanks everybody for uh, mm-hmm. watching this and, and sitting through this, this interview. I, like I said, it's, it's awesome to finally meet you, man. I really appreciate yeah, likewise, this. Yeah. And uh, it, to everybody watching, stay tuned. We've got some um, – I don't know if I can even talk about this yet, but uh, do you know uh, Evil Ted? You know Ted Smith by any chance?
1: Uh, No, I'm not familiar. No?
0: No, Look Evil Ted up on YouTube.
1: Okay, he, definitely check him out.
0: He's one of the number one foam smithers in the world as oh, far nice. as I'm concerned. I've learned most of, of what I know through this guy. He's going to be joining us, hopefully, within the next couple of mm. weeks. Oh, uh, dude, that's cool. And, uh, um, you know what? I don't want to say too much. There's a lot of quick mm. names that are going to be joining yeah, us. It's going to he- be a really I'm good hearing time.
1: hearing nothing so, about spoilers, dude. Don't say yeah, too much.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so check us out, everybody. You know, stay tuned. Make sure you, you know, smash that like button. Subscribe to Cosplay Alliance. Both are the YouTube channel and the Instagram page. Make sure you check both out. Thanks again, Tad. Very much appreciate hey, it. And, thanks uh, for having me. See you guys next time.
1: Peace.